0: Hello everybody, welcome back to the Regiment Chronicles, uh, joining us today for episode two. Uh, Today we're going to be talking about chat GPT, or chat generative pre-trained transformer. Um, Kind of an interesting topic in in recent months for its effect on schools, um, its effect on kind of everyday life, and how um, important it's been in recent news. Um, The first thing that I want to get into is kind of chat GPT in uh, school because I know for for me at least a lot of students or a lot of my peers have been talking about chat GPT and how essay writing and writing for homework has really been affected and with me to discuss that topic I have today Zach hello and Aaron hello and returning guest Gabe Hello. So I wanted to ask you guys uh, what your thoughts are on uh, ChatGPT in school um, and how that relates to essay writing and kind of work for homework.
1: So far, for me at least, I, I'm kind of in like kind of a gray area where I think it has both pros and cons. Where pros being it can be used as a writing assistant and it can help make work more authentic, maybe elaborate on more points. And overall, make the writing flow a little bit better. But in the terms of cons, I do think it can be used to cheat. It can kind of weaken um, writing skills.
2: I, I agree with Zach. For school, I had one of my peers. We were working on a project together, and he forgot to elaborate on one of his points. And so for him, he used Chat He was thinking about using it to just make a essay for our topic on the French Revolution. And I just kind of, I didn't really agree with him because the whole academic dishonesty, I mean, and also until recently, until he wanted to use that, I had no idea that chat G- GPT existed.
0: Right, and I think it's important to note the the kind of new technology that's happening in ChatGPT. One of the things that uh, in kind of my research of ChatGPT came up was previous AI systems that were trained on people. Um, So Microsoft, for instance, launched Tay in 2016, which was an artificial intelligence that worked on Twitter, and that developed uh, conversational ability with humans. But the problem was that because it was learning from humans, it actually started to become kind of racist because people were trolling it. And it would actually start to verbally abuse people on Twitter. So I think one of the things that's different about ChatGPT is that it's been pre-trained and moderated in order to not have that kind of negative influence. So it's really been trained on a knowledgeable and kind of uh, emotion-free basis. And that's one of the things that you'll see when you interact with it is that there really isn't opinions. When you ask ChatGPT for an opinion, it says that it's not capable of giving you that. It really is more for informational purposes. And that's one of the things that I think differs from previous AIs. Um, But the next thing that I wanted to talk about was um, how ChatGPT um, has changed work for writing assignments um, in terms of like how it's detected by teachers? Because I think that's a big thing that a lot of teachers right now are worried about is how do we detect this? How do we sense when someone is writing with chat GPT? Obviously, if they're a poor writer and they see this sudden boost, that might be an indication. What do you think are some ways that teachers can combat this chat GPT in the classroom?
3: I think for one, it's very important to note that the whole point of ChatGPT is to try and replicate creative writing. So, aside from having a very specific idea of what the actual author's skill level is and a certain writing style is, there's not a very good way to detect it. You could change its medium, you could handwrite what it writes, you could transcribe it, which just makes it significantly harder to detect.
2: Right. There are also some online GPT detectors. Interesting. If teachers just look hard enough into it, right, they might be able to detect some things because it can be really confident, right, in some of the things it says, but make like just no sense at all.
0: And so. and that's important to note. It can make mistakes. So I think one thing that we have to worry about in terms of relying on this system is relying on it too much for information that you might get from, you know, a book or a journal or a peer-reviewed article as opposed to relying on ChatGPT because it can actually give you wrong information. It's pre-trained, so not it doesn't know how to answer every question. So when it's faced with a new question, it's kind of pulling from its database in order to form an answer, which might not always be correct. So there is kind of a danger in relying on this system. Uh,
2: I'd also like to bring up that there is a program called GPT Zero, that is a uh, that's built around ChatGPT, and it uses AI to detect AI. So that's
0: quite interesting. interesting.
3: Yeah. Back on your topic of how you know it's not necessarily always accurate. Keep in mind as well, you were saying there's other sources of information, uh, but those are also not necessarily always correct. So correct. If you you're saying as well, ChatGPT. I mean, obviously, partially draws from other sources. Right, right. So, if some of those sources are skewed or opinionated yeah. or that's true, wrong, that's true, then the output is also going to be the same.
0: Right. There's definitely still human flaws in you know the sources that we've created, but I think at this early stage, at least, we're probably better off for you know real important facts that we need uh, relying on more peer-reviewed and factual sources that we know uh, come from. Sources that have been looked at by others as opposed to GPT, which like I mentioned is pulling from sources and kind of generating an answer as opposed to something that's actually been recorded or measured.
1: I honestly think because from what I've researched, it can deliver information similarly to how a human can deliver information. So in terms of teachers detecting it in a classroom environment, I think it's going to be pretty difficult because you could copy the text, go back and edit it and i think really it's just going to be up to the student whether they want to continue learning the material for writing or if they want to use chat gpt and i think teachers it's going to be a bit of a hassle i think for teachers to detect it and i think it's really going to fall into the hands of the student to decide what they want to do with the technology
0: right no, that's an important thing. And in going off of school is kind of an everyday activity. And one of the things that I wanted to talk about was kind of uses for ChatGPT in everyday, uh, everyday life. One of the things that goes off of that is, of course, people have jobs. And ChatGPT mm-hmm. has recently been kind of up for debate in terms of how that's going to affect the job market and how it's going to affect people doing their jobs. Because... If you think about online jobs that don't require face-to-face contact, ChatGPT could be used to write newsletters. It could be used to write journalism, things like that. And I wanted yeah. to get your opinion on what you think the difference is between human creativity and human writing um, and kind of the authenticity of that and ChatGPT.
2: This feels a little bit off topic, but I know that a lot of like writers and journalists, they've said that... Um, it can save them a lot of time. Chat GPT saves them a lot of time if, like, finding sources, or, like, getting started. I know that right. many authors and journalists use this, so they save a lot of time, and that leaves a lot of time for them to, like, improve.
0: Right. Not necessarily craft. for the creative aspect, but more for just getting the baseline so they can develop something better. Yeah. And I think that's a good application. I know that, for instance, um, in my AP US history classroom, we've used it before for um, determining sources that would be viable for the project at hand. So I remember we were talking about um, the Sherman Antitrust Act and how that was playing a role in in the unit that we were discussing. And it was really interesting to see ChatGPT give these really unique and well-researched sources so I think that is a benefit of ChatGPT. But one of the other things, when I when we go back to creativity here, I wanna talk about AI art because that's kind of been a recent topic. I know OpenAI, the same company that developed ChatGPT, also developed a program called DALI, um, which you might have heard of before, and that's for generating AI art. And that's really interesting because when we think about human creativity, is it really human creativity to create a piece of artwork if it can be simply replicated by an AI? Um, and to go along with that topic, I have this clip here from Kara Swisher, who is the host of a show on Netflix, and she has a quote here talking about human creativity. Why would, it, why would they be creative? You can't You can't replace
1: human creativity. You can replicate things people have said.
0: So I think that clip really embodies what I was talking about in terms of human creativity and replication. So I wanted to get your thoughts on that quote and human creativity in terms of ChatGPT.
3: With creativity, it's a slippery slope, and I think everyone knows that at this point. Because the outcome versus the method to get there is, I think, what really matters. Because for all intents and purposes, the output is exactly as creative as... Um, a human could do that same work of art. They can make the exact same strokes. They can do the same things. And so it's more a matter of personal opinion, I think, if you believe that it's creative because right. it's not an objective fact. You cannot tell unless you're specifically defining creativity in a certain way.
0: Right. I don't think that matters. And then kind of a follow-up question onto that, I remember talking to my cousins recently who are very into art, Raven and Aspen, and they talked to me about ChatGPT or about Dali and how they didn't think it was ethical. They thought that it was unfair to artists who spend time learning, who spent time in college, who spent time in high school, really honing their skills in artistry. Um, and that's what I want to ask you next. Maybe not about artistry, but what are your thoughts on ChatGPT as being ethical or not being ethical. I think
1: kind of what I said before was it's for me personally, it's kind of a gray area because going back to what you said about human creativity, there will always be new human ideas. And I feel like AI will just kind of be used to express those ideas. I also, I do fear for the use of AI putting people out of their jobs in terms of, for example, let's say, and I'm going to go out on a limb here and say graphic design. Oh yeah. Perhaps a graphic designer who has spent hours making a design for a client, that design could be replicated in mere seconds by an AI and to me that yeah. just that doesn't sit quite right with me, kind of restating what I said about creativity. I don't think it can really compare to human creativity because these AI bots as of right now, they don't seem like to have the capabilities to generate ideas in the way that a human can. Right. So, yeah, it's it's a gray area for me with the whole creativity and ethics of the whole platform.
2: I also know that a lot of, like, courts have had a lot of issues uh, either determining if it's actually, like, original, because a lot of these AI right. uh, sources it from just, like, a vast, like, essentially just, like, sources it from all of, like, Google images, let's say. Mm-hmm. So they've had a, a really hard time deciding if that is, like, truly original or not. I think... Even went to the Supreme Court. I'm not sure if this is entirely correct, but they determined that it was not original.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure of the of the ruling on that, but it would make sense yeah. that if it was pulling, we have to think about the term ChatGPT generative pre trained. So it's being yeah. it has to be trained on some sort of subset of data. And like what you said, is it original to pull from images that humans have taken? I'm not sure. But what we have to also think about is that the the generation method that it's using to take the images and turn them into art is kind of, in a way, creativity. It's it's developed by humans, but it's its own tool that it's using to create this art. In terms of jobs, we think about the future of jobs in terms of AI. And I want to go off more onto AI in the future and how you think AI might be introduced into, for instance, hospitals, or in our last episode we talked about space, how AI might be used to guide rockets or guide spacefaring vessels. What are your thoughts on that and whether you think it will be beneficial or a negative to humanity?
1: Take this with a grain of salt. Personally, I would trust AI to do certain things such as running distance calculations for, let's say, a rocket exploration. But I would not trust AI to perform right. a surgery on a human <laughs> because even though it could be micro-precise, if something were to go wrong with the code right. or there might be a connection error with the system right. that could cause the um, AI to malfunction, which could cause severe damage to a human who's undergoing surgery.
3: Well, I'm just, just following off of Zach's comment. I mean, sure, I feel like I'm saying things similar to this. Humans also have those errors. But if a surgeon is going to work and he's tired that day, does he not have a higher chance right. of failure in the mask than a bot? That, is, that is a good I mean, point. Yeah. Those robots, it's more of a physical problem rather than right. anything. They will do what they're programmed to do. And they've so, been trained heavily they're on programmed... it. Exactly. It's also so, every,
2: every human body is, is different, so they're all not the same. So that also leaves concerns of like whether it can like actually know where it, what it's doing. Right. something's so, like someone has a genetic um mutation. Like let's say I'm born with like only one kidney. Right. And I'm having surgery and it doesn't see that kidney. Right. Well that
3: that would obviously be taken care of, obviously it would know where things yeah. are because you wouldn't go into surgery blind. It would be honestly stupid of whoever's making the robot and whoever's managing it to program it in the sense that it's not ready for those sorts of hurdles.
0: Well stave <laughs> A, a lack of a kidney. I think what Aaron is kind of driving at is the ability, the difference between a robot just going based on predetermined actions and an AI. And that's the other thing. If you think about just an assembly line robot, what is it pre, you know, predetermined to do? It stamps you know, a sticker onto a box, right? It doesn't do anything besides that. And if something were to come along that wasn't a box, it wouldn't know how to deal with that that new object. So I think the difference between that robot and the new AI that we're talking about is being able to learn and develop a new action plan on the spot. So I think when we talk about G- ChatGPT it probably hasn't seen the majority of the questions that we're giving to it. But it's taking what it's learned in the past and developing a new plan for how to combat or deal with this question and how to answer it. Okay, so the other thing that I wanted to talk about was We think about AI in the future, we think about is it ethical, but one of the things that I think has been depicted in a lot of pop culture, a lot of movies, songs even, um, is kind of the rise of AI, more so the rise of robots and machinery over humans. We think about the Matrix when we think about this, that humans are eventually going to be the, the prey, if you will, to AI and robots, and that's kind of an interesting proposition, but... Some of the things that I have been reading in my research of ChatGPT is that really that wouldn't be possible because robots and AI are in and of themselves designed by humans. So their purpose is and their goal is not for the removal of humans because humans are their key to learning about the world if they didn't have humans they would have no pre-trained uh... information so they would have nothing to go off of to continue to learn so what do you guys think about that
1: so basically what i think going off of that is first of all let's remove a factor such as malicious hackers that could right let's say corrupt the mind of an ai Solely looking at an AI and its code, I do not think we need to worry about an AI rising up against humans Yeah. because it can't go out of its own code. It can only go to the limits of what it's been trained to do. And unless we teach an AI to make its own code, which I'm not sure how that would be possible without human ideas or human interaction, I do not believe we need to worry about AI rising against humans
2: is also chat uh GPT is, is known to like fix coding errors and right? Then, like come up with code. So
3: well there's a difference between being able to come up with code because that's its job as a writing AI. Alongside with Zach, I think they're not able to break free because right. A they're not they're not programmed to, they're not intending to, and B, they have a very specified window of what they're doing. Yes. Um AI bots, they make art they right. Don't write. Um, Chat ChatGPT does writing, and sure it can do basic arithmetic, but it cannot make an image such as Dolly can. Right. So they're very limited in their windows and scopes of what they can do. Very sure, specified. It might be able to write code, but can it actually change its code? No.
0: And I think that brings me to kind of the next question, which is: To what extent would you be willing to have a AI start to gain more access and more freedom into developing itself, changing itself, and kind of developing more AI, of course with the purpose of helping humanity um, and and making life easier and making medical developments or space travel easier for intended purposes. Would you be open to AI being able to create its own code, learn from its mistakes and start to actually develop code for itself i'm
2: against everything like developing code for itself
0: okay I mean, yes. we already
2: have everything like machine learning right and all that stuff that's already in play but i think it's it's inevitable that that will happen i'm just right. worried about like a whole like a uh, conscious thing because we humans don't even like understand human conscience right exactly. what that even means so We have no idea if it's just, like, sitting there and we're putting in code to it. Like, it's essentially a child soaking up, like, first a child will try to, like, uh, say words and then just phrases and then sentences. So, I mean, I think it's just inevitable for the future. I think it's we're okay at the moment because it's still, it's very, like, locked down and it's only a very specific source. Very moderated. Yes. But I think it's kind of inevitable that we will see AIs like this Maybe in the future we have we understand things more.
3: Something going off of this topic is obviously I don't I would not be comfortable with an AI being tankered zone code based on everything I just said. Right. Um, but I actually think in certain circumstances it could be all right for the AI to make another AI. I don't see why that would be necessary. Necessary, like I don't see why that would be needed because an AI can just expand itself. In right. A way. But Um, I would be more comfortable with it programming a different computer, like a new computer, simply because... not itself. Not itself. Interesting. Yes. Uh,
1: Going off of what Aaron said, I think we should have limits to what we teach an AI, what to do and what to answer, and we shouldn't be asking it questions that we don't know the answer to, such as the meaning of life, or (laughs) what are the secrets of the universe, or in terms of the AI, I think would be dangerous to teach it to do.
0: Right, and I think it's important to think about AI modifying itself because where is it getting the information on its its pre-trained set of information? We think of, again, generative pre-trained transformer. It's being trained on human information. So we always think about humans kind of falling back to greed or falling back to violence or falling back to survival. And of course, a machine is a machine and it doesn't have the emotional tendencies that a human does. But I think it's important to consider if we allow an AI to change itself, will it not devolve into what it's kind of been taught, what what humans have shown it that humans do. If a perfect AI was trained, you would assume that it would not devolve into violence, that it would not harm others or or seek to. But again, it's been trained by humans. So you wonder if that has an influence on how it sees the world.
2: think it's definitely concerning if it like will train itself to like play off human emotions because that's always going to be a factor or human morals or human emotions
0: interesting i think that could
2: be very very uh dangerous if it learns how to do that right because who knows if it like will start playing off the emotions of somebody or like try to convince it through morals right like release some of its like like locks on it almost
0: oh interesting
2: so I think that reveal could be very... something
0: about themselves because right now, as as you guys know, ChatGPT will not respond to opinions. It will not answer opinions as itself. Yeah. So that that yeah, that's interesting. That morals might play kind of a dangerous role.
3: I mean, back on the topic of you know, journalism and the input being wrong. If you have garbage in, you're getting garbage out. And when you were saying sources and the AI being wrong, it's similar. Humans can code it and they can make it. And that means it can be wrong and it can right. be flawed.
0: Yeah, that's that's important to denote between kind of the perception that maybe a lot of people have, which is that an AI that's perfectly trained on human information could never be wrong, that it's always going to be right. And that's why it's so dangerous. Actually, what we're seeing with ChatGPT is that it can be wrong. And that's kind of dangerous in and of itself. Well, I want to thank Zach, Aaron, and Gabe for being on the podcast today. We had a really interesting talk on ChatGPT and make sure to check out episode three coming tomorrow on Oceans. Thanks so much for joining. Goodbye.